Yo, 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 and welcome back to Creeps and Crimes Podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Morgan. Happy Thursday and happy episode 160, 170, 169. 169. Yeah. You're welcome. Do y'all know that we're back on our bullshit? They don't know that we're back on our bullshit. We're back on our bullshit right now. Yeah, we've been recording on the Tuesdays before. This is the first time that we're recording. Um, right a- now, we're actually ahead of schedule. Right now, we're being, you know, good goals and we're recording on the whole Thursday before. You're welcome. But it's only because of Christmas, so we'll talk to you guys. <laughs> immediately again starting in january but i am gonna say that it is stressful and i remember why we didn't want to do it yeah but i kind of love it i know it keeps me like i remember like when the episode went out today i was like oh i know what everyone's talking about that's yeah. hilarious yeah I morgan didn't... did bring it up to me yeah so she's obsessed with you guys today yeah i thought you guys were being cute on insta yeah about little robbie being so cute <laughs> so handsome and such a handsome boy that boy so let me tell you about my night last night. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to hear. Um, well, you already know. So okay. I'm telling you guys about my night last night. So I'm at Walgreens and got into a fight with my bank. It was so annoying. They literally asked me if this was a forced transaction. <laughs> Did I have a gun up to my head? I'm not exaggerating. And I let them know that that is not the case. I was simply buying skincare products. And unless there was a skincare influencer at the Walgreens that day that was like, buy these products. <laughs> Losing their fucking mind. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what that was about the, the funniest thing is that they were like we have guys they were being morgan was like what i said i'm sorry I was, I was laughing at him yeah and the dude just gave up and he was like i just need you to answer these questions and i can get then past I can it get off. i was like i've never had anyone answer these questions ask me these questions before. ever and you this is your this is your walgreens you know everyone has their yeah. regs that you go to like for the last six years no, this my is my God. walgreens yeah I, i'm just i'm confused anyway so I go there and I'm looking through the aisle and I needed root coverage because if you don't know, now you know, 25 year old with a ton of gray hairs. And so I usually just go with my old trusty root spray, L'Oreal root spray. And but then I saw a magic root touch up oh and God. this was a dye. And I was like, I can do this so easily. Can I dye my own roots? And so I'm like looking at the colors. I'm like, I'm definitely medium brown. Definitely. So I take it home. I start doing my roots and I'm like, wait a second i call my friend maddie yeah i was she wondering where an- she was on this she doesn't answer she's still at work because uh, so guys I, she's a hairstylist so i um she's snapchatting her sister and i'm like kimber you know how to root smudge and her and lex it's a group and her and lexi are like um i can't even curl my own hair let alone know how to root smudge i'm like am i supposed to brush it through or like how do i make it not just look like it stops you know mm-hmm. and that's really why i was calling maddie because i was still very confident in this moment you knew you were doing this and i did think the dye was a little light you know and so i get in the shower and i'm like i just need to blow dry it out and i'm like oh wow that's blonde mm-hmm. my roots are blonde i am turns out i'm not medium brown and she's calling me back while i'm blow drying she's like hey what's up what are you doing i'm like the question is what i was doing yeah and, that and is where that you I, were and where you were yeah you abandoned me you had left me in a time of need in a time of need i really need to talk to you about 30 minutes ago she's like yeah you're definitely not a medium brown morgan you are dark brown roots you know and you I'm should like, call really? me you know really i am and so i was like so this will just like wash out right and she's like no morgan it, it was lightener you, you bleached your hair it's not gonna just wash out you bleach your she's hair. like you have to put dark over top of it and i was like so you're tr- you're trusting me to go back and put dark over top no i am morgan i can do it why why do you need to do it because it's so blonde you can't tell on a pony it doesn't look okay i'm gonna be real with you though on the picture 
holy shit horrible she said first off it was a front flash too and the back flash they got you you know like Mm -hmm. i knew that too i was like send me another picture from up top but the lighting did not get any better but then when you sent me actually in good lighting it doesn't look that bad it really doesn't what it looks like is when um you know when i got my hair done that jet jet black not the brown black that i normally do Mm -hmm. that's my like closer to my natural color so when i did that jet jet black you could see my lighter roots growing in and that's what it looks like it just looks like your hair is a little lighter than it actually is supposed to be so it just you luckily it just looks like you haven't got your hair blotchy too and then i was just like in the directions it was like make sure you do like the sides of this here too even Mm -hmm. if you don't have grays and i was like well i don't have grays there but it's telling me i was like why would i do that that makes no sense well then i was like having a really good time doing it and so i'm just like you know doing the whole front of my face oh my god with bleach with bleach with bleach yeah anyway i was feeling ballsy and that's she sure was feeling ballsy i'll never do it again besides to fix it that's what i said when i cut my bangs and i for sure have done it 15 million times since then you know what i decided to go up from here you know what i wanted to do the other day and i stopped myself i was in ulta i went i drove i got my dye your hair no i wasn't even gonna dry my no i was definitely not gonna dry my hair dye my hair um I jumped in the car like you know when you get an idea and you black out mm-hmm. and you because you know it's not a super good idea and you shouldn't do right. it so but you, you just got to act on it anyway. right then you know you got to do it so I, I committed I fully sent it I went to Ulta I drove all the way there put on clothes got all the way there and you know you have to like kind of fix your makeup before you walk into Ulta because yeah, also, it's embarrassing it's embarrassing and so I, I agree had, that's the one place yeah. where like you do have to look just kind of like pull your shit together mm-hmm. like if you if you look like you went and worked out make sure you look like you have a halo glow you know right, what i mean exactly it's got to be like a tan moment so i even like put on makeup i got ready i went to ulta i get back there and i'm picking what hair cutting scissors i'm gonna get oh no and then Not i'm the like shears. let me get the trend you know the thinners those thinners i was about to buy me some thinners because i need to get my hair cut my hair ne- really needs to be cut i can't even like put my hands through it even with conditioner it needs it's dead on the ends it needs some love and i've also fried off all the front so not with did hot you get tools. thinning shears not with hot tools but with um with uh stress just breaking it off and putting my hair in slick back buns all day and touching it because i'm too. so stressed mine was getting bad too yeah. and i i'm falling out so bad right now but go ahead me too balls of hair me too bad worse than it's ever has ever been, been. yeah <laughs> yeah of course it would be why not you know this has been that type of fucking month tis the season yeah i guess we'll get into it if you're driving throw that shit on cruise control oh wait no we're not going to get into it what are you the ceo of this week oh god same thing i'm the ceo of journaling (laughs) organization journal stationary stationary i think i left that whole like blurb out other than like a bit i didn't get to tell them everything last week but just just rest assured that we are the gods of stationary these days we are we are we're really killing the game i might post the clip on socials just because that conversation was so good but it was so long-winded <laughs> um i'm the ceo of earth shattering great business ideas today you are i mean jesus christ i don't know what's going on in that brain but it's something good it's something's good cooking. something's churning you know it's like not the butter churning the butter's churning i'm on the verge of you know cracking the code to figuring out what it is up there that what's is about going to just- <laughs> on um anyways we're gonna go pitch that here in a sec so if you're driving throw that shit on cruise control if you got a glass pour that shit up and let's get creepy
All right. It is the week. And it, like when I say the week, I mean days away from Christmas. So Morgan, I have one question for you. And that is, what is your rocket money telling you right now? Oh, my rocket money is keeping me in check this holiday season because they are telling me that my account is a little low. It's a little low. and But I'm still within budget. It's letting me know. So I appreciate that. It makes me feel a little bit better. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones that you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long holding times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. You think we could send them KUB's way? <laughs> do you think that Does they that would work accept on utilities? that? Yeah, we're going to have to ask them. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all of your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, which has been so iconic during this holiday gift buying season. And they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Which is where I'm at. Yeah. With over 5 million users and counting, Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year and $1 billion in total savings so far. That's with a B, guys. One bill. So stop wasting money on things that you do not use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash creeps and crimes. That's rocketmoney.com slash creeps and crimes. Rocketmoney.com slash creeps and crimes. So the first one we have, this is a creepy account, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the first one we have for you guys today is from Rain using pronouns she, her, and it is titled Vatican Possession. Oh. It's a good one. Hi, y'all. My name is Rain, she, her, and first I wanted to say I love the podcast so much. Y'all are so good, and I can't give enough praise. Just 11 out of 10. Keep it up. Oh, thank that you. That being said, I've been hearing y'all say sending creepy accounts forever, but I was just listening to the episode where Morgan talked about the priest who performed so many many exorcisms and worked in slash with the Vatican and I just remembered this story that I have told so many times. I've had a lot of paranormal stuff happen in my lifetime as I and some of my family members are sensitive to it but my mother has told me I am by far the most strong in it and I consider myself a physical medium psychic medium maybe they meant Psychic, yeah. Male. Okay. So I have tons of stories, but most like short little anecdotes that I didn't consider submitting because they just don't feel like enough. But if you want those, I'll send them to you. Always. Always. But I remember one that absolutely does. Warning in advance, it does deal a bit with demonic stuff, I believe, but not too heavily. So in high school, I was in the language club and I absolutely loved Spanish. Therefore, when they offered opportunities to travel, I jumped on them. I traveled to Costa Rica with the club and a few years down the line, they announced another travel opportunity. This trip would be bigger since the last went so well. We were going to have the opportunity to go to Spain and Italy. Oh, hell yeah. The trip included things like Madrid, Barcelona, and a two-day ferry ride to Italy where we would then go to Rome in the Vatican City. I was stoked. Traveling had become one of my passions since the first trip, and by this time, I was at a conversational level in Spanish, and having the same root language of Latin, I could pick up a little Italian. The same as the last trip, our group was part of a larger group of tourists, mostly students from a handful of different high schools all over the United States. The groups got along fine as we basically only shared a bus and a tour guide, but I think everyone knows that there's always that one kid. Yep. The kid who was probably a teenager who's just really trying to piss off the teacher. Yeah. And this girl from another school was that kid. She was doing it all. She tried to steal wine at a restaurant. She was cussing out the tour guide and chaperones. She would get into fights with other students. And I mean entirely beating two other girls on the trip, black and blue with bruises, spitting on people. Anything a defiant teenager would do, she was doing it. Oh my God. On top of this, she would swear all the time. 
Now, I have nothing against swearing. My uncle who raised me was in the Navy, and if you don't know, that's a saying. He always said that they swear a lot, and I swear too. But this girl would find the most inappropriate times, like when we were in a fancy, quiet art museum or when we were at the airport. And also, she casually mentioned, what if I had brought a bomb? Seriously? What the fuck? Just general big don'ts, especially in a place like Rome and the Vatican. Even with this one girl, the trip went smoothly and was one of the best things I've ever done. Everything went mostly without a hitch all the way up until we got to Italy. Rome was an insane experience as someone sensitive to spirits and events of the past, but honestly, the most crazy thing was the Vatican. First of all, the bus had to drop us two blocks from the entrance for some reason that was never really said. Then the entrance was a bit intimidating. The big security lines, the metal detector, absolutely was not what I was expecting. It felt more apocalyptic to me than spiritually cleansing, but who am I to judge? So once the whole group was finally in, we made it to the city and started our tour. One of the stops was just outside of St. Peter's Basilica. We were going to go in, but as soon as we stopped at the building for the tour guide to speak, that same girl that was being an absolute menace sat on the ground so that she didn't have to stand and listen, I guess. She moved to touch the ground with her hand to lean like on the ground, but the moment she touched the ground, she dropped. This girl's whole body went limp for a second or maybe two but I swear it felt like slow motion until suddenly she started to convulse the teachers were in a panic and called for a local paramedic but before the paramedic came she started to throw up and it wasn't regular anything that she was throwing up this was black sludge I have never seen anything like it and I'm a biology nerd so I know there's things that can do that in the body but all my possible explanations went out the window when a priest came over and prayed in either Latin or Italian while the paramedics rushed over. And during this, her eyes rolled to the back of her head. It was the most insane thing I have ever seen in my life. Then as he finished the prayer, she sat up. She sat straight up and was acting confused. Obviously, they rushed her to a hospital or medical facility of some kind, and she missed the rest of the day. But to our surprise, she was back at dinner in our restaurant we had reserved. The doctor said they couldn't find any reason for any of it, except maybe that she fainted from a heat stroke. But honestly, it wasn't that hot out. We were in the shade, and we all had water bottles given to us by the tour company. Not to mention, I've never seen anyone convulse and throw up black tar-like goo because of a heat stroke. And it all happened after she touched the ground in the Vatican. The rest of the trip, she was the nicest kid on the bus. Never fought with anyone, never even swore out loud that we heard. She was perfect. No fights, no stealing, no spitting, nothing. The perfect student. No one knew what the actual hell had happened, but I am convinced she was possessed and the priest had exercised her. Sorry if that was underwhelming or long and overwhelming, but that's one of the most insane stories, Rain. Rain, what the fuck? What the oh fuck? my God. Wait, okay, this is crazy. That's theory. That's what it was. Okay, go, tell me. This is my theory, is that she had a very like weakened soul mm-hmm. or like a weakened she was a very weak person yeah. and something had latched onto her in somewhere Spain. yeah and they knew because people say like demons know what yeah or, you know who's they the knew that she low. was headed to the, the vatican yep and they like just followed her through it caused all of those actions out and as soon as she got to the vatican I don't I don't know what happened but no I don't think that they knew she was going to the vatican I think when she walked into the vatican that thing was freaking the hell out and when and that that's priest why she came needed up, to sit down. Yep. 
she was getting over because Basilica that's like the first spot of the tour right unless you start at the Sistine Chapel right which, and they got dropped off by a bus yeah two right blocks outside. away probably over by the castle like because mm-hmm. that's where that main street is that's why yeah. they drop you there because you can't drive unless you're like on In the back side yeah right so you have to walk like seven fucking blocks sorry to get we're over there. like Vatican Queen, yeah if so. you didn't know you know we're like you know Rome influencers so <laughs> <laughs> we both went around so like once um <laughs> so they you know they did but i think that when she went in there it started freaking out and was like draining her because it wanted out like it yeah, didn't want maybe, to be attached yeah, that makes more sense she has to lay down before they go into the basilica boom she touches the ground it's holy ground priest sees this knows mm-hmm. exactly what's happening uh, of course the priest quick saw little it. prayer she's yeah. on holy land i bet this happens all the time in the vatican i bet people that are possessed and because i 100 percent believe in possession or at least like the ability for demons to be attached to person whether they know or not right we know so like i believe 100 percent that people walk in there all day every day and pass the fuck out and do that same exact thing yeah and they know and they know Oh my God. But okay, this is what I, this is what I was thinking. All right. The first thing that popped in my head when you were talking about this girl, this one girl on the trip and how crazy she was being like, that's not the actions, the fighting, the cursing and being crazy like that. No matter what school, where, whatever, like you don't take a student that has disciplinary issues like that on an international trip. That's what I kept thinking the whole time. It's like, why was she on this trip then? Like they would not have approved her to go. Right. At all. Whether it was high school, whether they knew someone. Everyone would have known better than to let her, this girl come. So I bet all the people with her were like, what the fuck is she on? Thinking that she was just jet lagged and being crazy as hell. Yeah. Sleep deprived. Meanwhile, she might've been super jet lagged and got herself so down that something did attach to her while there. If this girl is listening to this, let us know girl we just want to know what happened that's crazy that is so insane wow thank you thank you so much for that rain that was honestly what i needed (laughs) thank you the next one we have is from lisa using she her pronouns and the title is black cloaked figure Ooh. Ooh. I named, I I made up a lot of these. Okay. Titles. This one was made up. <laughs> or do you know? If <laughs> I this, don't know, but I know. did make up a lot. <laughs> um hey creepy girls. My name is Lisa, she her, and you have permission to use my real name. Before I start, I just wanted to say that from the first time I came across your TikTok and heard your creepy account episode, I just knew that I had to share my story. Ooh. So, here it goes. Okay, Lisa. Little backstory about me. I've always been fascinated with ghosts, spirits, mediums, and all things of that nature since I was a kid. As I've gotten older, my love for everything spiritual has grown, and I truly believe that after this experience that I'm about to share. So it's April 3rd, 2011, a Sunday. I went to watch my friend's band play, had a few drinks, and then went home to meet my boyfriend. We laid down to go to sleep, but as I watched him slip into a snore fest, I laid there super anxious, heart beating, wide awake. That's when I locked eyes with it. A tall, black cloaked figure slowly pacing the foot of my bed no thank you i was frozen i wasn't scared but i couldn't stop watching i watched this happen for what felt like a few minutes and then the figure slowly walked over to my side of the bed and really fast jerked down at me (gasps) 
Hell no. No, I immediately sat up and gasped the biggest breath, not knowing if I had held my breath. The entire time I was waking up, my snoring boyfriend, he asked if I was okay, to which I said, yeah, I'm fine because, well, how exactly does one explain what they just saw? As I laid back down, I noticed the time was between 3 and 4 a.m. No more vodka Red Bull for me, I said, and tried my best. (laughs) Tried my best to just calm down and go to sleep. No, really, you're like, my heart's beating. No more crazy. Yeah, we gotta get rid of that Red Bull at least, friend. I woke up the next morning and I went to work. I was a little tired, but I thought nothing of what happened the night before. Before. Since I've had sleep paralysis before, I just kind of thought it was those things happening. I got a phone call from my aunt who was hysterically crying, saying that someone posted on my cousin's social media saying that he died. For a little context, my cousin was living over in Thailand practicing martial arts. She thought it was a cruel joke, so I didn't hesitate and I started digging around to see what the heck was going on. And sadly, it was true. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! I'm so sorry. And not call his parents. I don't. Maybe they didn't have contact with his parents because it was someone he didn't maybe know a lot of people. Oh my god. After the long, excruciating, and painful process of what happens when a loved one passes away overseas, we were finally able to get some information, and my stomach dropped when it turned out his time of death in Thailand translated with the time difference to the night before between 12 and 4 a.m. When she saw the figure. My Mm. brain could not process what I just learned. What kind of coincidence was it that I experienced something at the same time that my cousin was passing away? Me and him were always very close. I even named my imaginary friend after him when we were kids. We were always reading scary stories, playing with the Ouija board. Lisa, why? Lisa. Playing with the Ouija board and calling Bloody Mary again. Lisa, why? We had a shared love for all things spooky. I immediately ran to a friend of my family on the other side and explained exactly what had happened. And she said that I had a psychic dream. Because we were very close, I was able to feel him sadly as he was passing. I didn't have the heart to tell my aunt or anyone on that side of the family in fear of upsetting them even more. So I never did. Fast forward about three years later, I was out to dinner with my aunt and uncle. We were chatting, having a great time. Something about the timing felt right, so I decided that it was okay for me to share my experience with them. They both turned pale and just froze. My aunt immediately started yelling at my uncle, tell her, tell her. My uncle looked at me and said, your cousin would call me from Thailand, scared, freaking out, saying that a black cloaked figure was coming for him. Oh my gosh. I have chills all over my forehead, all over my back, all over my legs, all over my arms. Oh my God. I am pretty sure that all of the color left my body in that moment. This April marked 12 years that he is gone and I still miss my cousin terribly. I still haven't fully been able to understand how exactly I was able to experience that with him or why, but it certainly took any shred of doubt in my mind about the powers of the spirit world. I felt his presence for a while after that, but slowly felt it fade. I go for a reading every few months to connect with him, so he knows I still think about him. And he always comes through. And once even told me what happened was an accident. Thank you for taking the time to read my story. Keep on creeping on, ladies. Lisa. Thank Lisa, you, Lisa. I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you so much for sharing the story with us, number one. Like that, this is a very Thank personal you, story. I I am so sorry that that went, that this happened to you. But wow, like I, I wasn't expecting them to be like, he was seeing a 
black cloaked figure black cloaked figure like how specific is that i i have a question lisa you can email us or you may not have an answer any of the times where you went to connect with him through a medium did a black cloaked figure come up in any sort of way yeah like did she yeah. or he or they see a black mist or like like anything that would resemble the incident that clearly was connected between the two of you yeah that's crazy and that's mind-blowing and the fact that like all that he had that she said that he confirmed was that it was accidental yeah and then this figure is there like i wonder also like in the area that he's in is is there a lore about a figure that's like this because he was Mm. in thailand when this happened right so this is something that you might not recognize but it might be something that's like regular over there whether it was like a version of a like a, 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 a cryptid a cryptid or like um a local lore or like a legend almost like a grim reaper type or a mm-hmm. death angel or something like that yeah and the fact that it came through to you because then it's not something that technically was like in his head if it was right. showed itself to and, you and that's the only time that you saw it was yeah. that night that it night. wasn't a reoccurring figure to between you. the time that he he passed away it's crazy that's crazy thank, thank you so you, much Lisa. the next one we have is from shayon t and it's called my creepy house in dresden germany i'm gonna fuck up the words in this story i'm excited shayanti i'm gonna fuck it up i'm very excited and i hope i'm saying your name right Look girls up. my name is shayanti using she her pronouns i'm 35 living in dresden germany i didn't proofread this and english is not my first language shout out to and that's why we drink so apologies for errors <laughs> plus i am a bit high so anyways let's get into it i have been listening to you nonstop. you're the same age group as my baby sister she is 25 and i learned your vocab and i tease my sister all the time and my bestie with the gen z talks <laughs> shout out to shaymanti whoop whoop asshole (laughs) i have so much more to say but i will jump into the creepy account my sister and i were born in kolkata india and both of us moved abroad when we were 21 i moved first to germany for four months in 2009 then to virginia go Hokies, for three years for my master's and then to dresden germany for my phd in 2013 and i've been staying here since my sister moved in with me and my ex-husband may he fuck right off in peace (laughs) in 2019 for six months and then permanently to germany in 2020 now about the place we lived in this was an old house built in 1952 and renovated the other houses on our street are key from 1882 or something and it blows my mind to be honest i have always felt a presence whenever i'm alone in the house i stayed with my old pupper woofer alone the first night and he would not sleep he is normally very chill but the longer we stayed in the house the more things that started to happen especially in the bedroom not in a good way we rescued another pupper named bacon in 2019 as well More on that later. You see, when I was married, I used to go to sleep around 10 p.m. and my ex would deliver the dogs to bed after their night walks while he played video games and chatted with women till 12 most nights. Shut the fuck up. Fuck that guy. I was alone with the dogs. They would bark at the corner with the door nonstop until they fell asleep every night for years, which made me think we have a poltergeist in the house because the dog barking was a huge sign. The first night we brought bacon home, he explored the whole house, but would freak out and start rotating in circles in the bedroom. I chalked it out to just first day nerves. Now he is calmer and rotating for him is like a toddler sucking their thumb. So it's normal, but he still wouldn't do it in the room by himself. Once us three, me and my dogs were sleeping with woofer resting his snoot on my head and he suddenly shrieked and ran and hid in a corner shaking with his tail between his legs now woofer is chill and confident and barks at fireworks kind of lad i have never seen him like that before or since 
He was shaking and wouldn't let me touch him, which never happens. I had to scoop him up with a blanket. My sister jokingly said that probably the ghost cuddled him with his cold fingers, and I kind of felt that that was true. He is hella fluffy, and I would not blame the ghost for wanting to squish. Aww. There are more dogs versus ghost stories, but they are for another day. Now, an example of human interaction. Things would go missing and appear on the coffee table, where I have checked like a million times. That happens to Taylor all the time. All and the time. Me. It only happened to me and my sister, never to my ex-husband. We joke that the ghost has the vibe of an old German grandpa just fucking with us for fun. There was never any dark and he had sat on the bed many times when I was very very sick but he gave off a soothing presence this incident happened to three of us my sister her boyfriend and me last year my ex suddenly dumped me and my sister and her boyfriend Stefan stayed with me for a few weeks to help process We went to get groceries once and we got some sugar-free coffee sweeteners in those tablet forms. Next morning, we wanted a few taps for our coffee, but we couldn't find them. All three of us checked the entire kitchen and the blue grocery bag, but there was nothing. I was emotional, as one tends to be after a breakup. Started crying because I really wanted my sweet coffee. Yeah. And I kid you not, Stefan took the grocery bag off to get some more sweeteners and he came in the living room where I was being dramatic and my sister was vibing and he was pale, saying... The sweeteners were in the bag the entire time. We insisted that we checked many times. And he goes, I know. I turned it upside down myself to check and it wasn't there. Although we are two independent women, it felt really good being vindicated by Stefan's experience. Yeah, no, that that would have been it for me. Yep, <laughs> that's right. I'm about to move and will rent the house or sell the house. Poltergeist grandpa is not too happy and he has been very, very recently active. But we had a discussion, and the obvious activities have reduced. I have so many more stories. Somehow in Dresden, I have been affected by so many spirits that somehow I feel the thin veil here. Let me know if Susan, too, believes that I have a strange connection with this place. Again, I was born thousands of kilometers away, and I... Kilometers? I don't know where you're at. Where you at? (laughs) I was born thousands of kilometers away in India. I also have experiences with a very, very dark spirit, also in an apartment before in Dresden. You guys are the best. I love the banter, and thanks for educating a millennial with the lingo so I can use my knowledge to annoy my sister. Sorry about the thick-ass story, but pictures might cheer you up. Love you all. We'll be listening. Shayanti. I love the little, like, lingo throughout the thick-ass stories. I do, too. for that. The besties. I love this. I'm loving this. Um, The dogs always know, though. No. Like, period. Yeah, I think 100% that you also have a connection to this place, like a soul tie to it in some way for the the veil to be so thin there. Like there's random places that I have gone that shouldn't, I mean, obviously there's a lot of history in these places, but like it shouldn't affect me Mm -hmm. so like specifically. Right. And when I have those experiences, nine times out of 10, the more that I like think on it and then I go talk with Susan, we did the past life regression and stuff. I have ties with those places, soul ties from past lives or people there that I had lives with. And I also like think that the grandfather spirit that you're feeling like either had a good connection with his granddaughters or something because he was only fucking with you and your sister. Yeah. Once Stefan came around, he's like, here's a sugar. They're not okay in there right now. They really need their coffee. So no. Yeah. He definitely was like, oh sugar. my God, don't go get a whole nother one. Like, yeah. I'll just put them back. Like, no need to waste your money. He, It's like a protective grandpa over you. Like, he's sad that he, you're leaving. Yeah. He's causing all the drama, but he's still being respectful and listening to you when you're saying like, okay, please hmm. stop with this. Like, we don't need you to overturn the plates all night, every night. Yeah. 
you know so please grandpa chill please, oh my god I'm, I'm literally so excited about this like I I can't believe you're riding in from Germany and like all these little connections that you're making that's crazy you're so stupid from too. India now I, in Germany lived in Virginia yeah I want to hear all of the um other stories because your veil's so thin there like you've had to have so many instances where it's I so obvious also what like the um woman woman lineage in your family is like mm. of like if you guys all have these like sensitive gifts yeah i wonder like i wonder if a lot of you guys are sensitive. clearly you and your sister are yeah there. i love how he was like no just give them their little sweet tabs <laughs> just good god they're being so crazy in there just tell her to get over them here give her the damn sweet tabs yeah he that feels like anyway he's so I yeah was, he did i suck. was over his shoulder i was trying to warn you this entire time because he was being a piece of shit Wait, what if like all these times we're in the middle of the night and he's woken you up? It's because he wants you to walk in there and like find out Maybe. what you later found out. Yeah, he was clearly protective over you. And you even said that you felt very like a peace. He was very peaceful. Very peaceful. He was not scary to you. Yeah. And he might have just done like flicked the dog's ear and scared the shit out of it. Just not heard it. Up. Yeah. Just to like make get you get attention. out of bed, yeah. get out because he knows that how much your dogs mean to you. Yeah. Especially in how like sensitive Bacon of a woofer. time that would be in the beginning. Stop it so cute bacon woofer thank you shyanti thank you for the pronunciations that you added as well i agree appreciate that the next one we have is from caroline using she her pronouns and the title is creep and cat no one's downstairs got three cats got three cats down there i need to go see what that was one moment um okay sorry for that interruption Taylor's haunted by me we heard a giant commotion going on downstairs and I go down in my bathroom, like all my top shelf stuff was taken off the shelf. Fallen. Fallen. And then I walked past it because I was looking for the cat that did it. I was like, who did it? I knew it was one of the tabbies because Mila was laying on the stairs looking around for the tabbies. Can't find the tabbies anywhere. They're not in any other spots. And as Sound I'm walking asleep. back by it, all of the lights start flickering. Not a single light has ever flickered in that room. Gives for good content. You're welcome. Guys, we just posted the R RTD today and I edited it all last night. We recorded it on Tuesday and I was posting pictures of him. That's today. what it would have been. Yeah. The picture post. It would have been. Delete them wow. off your phone. That's great. I did. Our, I delete them off the computer and Canva. <laughs> I delete them off Canva after I did it and my phone. She just like go to Google. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm back. I'm sorry. Is everybody ready? Yes. The next one we have is from Caroline using she, her pronouns. And the title is Creep and Crime. That was hey, her title. Hey, girlies. My name is Caroline. She, her, and you can use my name. My girlfriend introduced me to you a few months ago, and I have been hooked ever since, especially after discovering that we were next door neighbors in good old sorority village hey. and that we have a few mutual friends. I'm, oh glad, my we God. All, I'm glad we all made it out alive. Hey, hey friend, <laughs> our neighbors. This will be a long one so strap in and it's a, and it's in a size 14 just for you perfect should i be perfect. offended we're ready oh the font was in size 14 i'm i'm like caroline are you coming on here to body shame me right now i thought you were talking about my clothes size and i was like I was okay well you know in some things i am that is hilarious that we both thought that you were talking about like our sizes like fuck well this this is this is a triple xl oh maybe. god that's the best shirt ever oh no and it's it needs losing its softness though on the inside i know but i kind of like that a little bit for um when it's summer and i just want to throw on one when i'm wet because it almost turns into towel terry cloth right no that's feel mine that's where i'm at right now 
Oh, no, you got to get deeper. Yeah, yours get is, deeper. In girl, there. you got to quit washing this so much. I always wash everything once. You got to quit wear. drying them is what it is. One wear in the wash. Oh, no, I, I wear shit for like three weeks. That's just because it wears everything wears so fast now. Like yeah. it looks like shit if I wash it too much. And I wear shit a lot. I wear shit too much okay thank you for the font size <laughs> thank you for the font size um it's in a size 14 just for you a little background before we dive into the good stuff my mom has always been one that senses things or has unexplained things happening to her we're talking she will dream about family friends or a celebrity and they will pass away soon after and she i think has passed some of that on to me oh hmm. if you and ever dream about us don't 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 dream yeah. about us okay she is an oh okay just kidding dream about us only in our big mansions that she's going to design she's an interior designer oh. that focuses on staging homes for realtors and has been doing that for close to 15 years with my grandmother helping her occasionally now for some background on where i'm from i grew up in a small town with about 60,000 people the particular part of town where this creepy crime account takes place consistently has weird things happen and overall just the vibes are off now on to the crime portion of this journey, which I recommend covering this case if you're intrigued. Trigger warning for murder. Back in 2012, this kid murdered his mother with a sledgehammer and tried to set his house on fire with his older brother still inside. Whoa. It was sick, twisted, gruesome, and overall an evil event that should have never had happened. And this kid is one of the most evil looking people I've ever seen. We're talking pure black soulless eyes and expression in a dr phil episode oh. he laughed when he was recounting the event i know you're thinking what the fuck and that's just the beginning dr phil so fast forward a few years it's the dead of summer and my mom got a call from one of her clients about staging a house that's about to go on the market she told my mom that it was totally fine if my mom said no to which instantly told us exactly what house it was oh god it was the house that he tried to sell on fire and killed his yep. mom in. mom agreed and set up a date for her and my grandmother to go over there the day came and once they arrived they learned this would be a two-day project the first day they spent gathering artwork and decorations and moving those to closets, moving small furniture, and overall laying out a plan. For context, the house was a newer build and was a typical middle class house with the living, kitchen, dining, and primary rooms on the main floor, then two bedrooms and a bathroom on the second. When they walked in, the first thing they noticed was that the walls in the house were painted dark jeweled tone colors like navy, deep red, and green. The second thing they noticed is that in all of the rooms, the furniture was way too large for the space. The last thing was that there were apothecary masks everywhere. I don't know what, what? that is. Yeah, you do. The bird mask. I'm All I'm thinking right now is Shit's Creek. Oh, it's a plague doctor mask. Plague doctor mask, yeah. Later, we discovered that the mom was of Austrian descent, which then made the masks make sense. It doesn't, but just roll with it. The first eerie feeling they got was walking into the primary room to make adjustments, but they couldn't do much there as there was a bed frame and a new carpet. No mattress. They also noticed that the house was boiling hot because, as I mentioned, it was the middle of a very hot summer. And when he attempted to to set the house on fire, he damaged the AC in the process. Most of the day went pretty normal for the two of them as they worked. However, for me, my dad, and my brother, we kept getting weird texts from my mom in like a different language. Thinking what? she was texting in her pocket, we ignored it. This was during a time when my mom had a Galaxy phone, which required a complicated password I already to unlock know. It's, it. It's the dots. The do -do 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 -do. Yep. 
Oh, God. We will return to this. My mom and grandmother came home that afternoon and were itching to talk about what happened. They told us that they had moved to the upstairs bedrooms to adjust those. And weird things happened. First, they noticed that it was freezing in the older brother's room, which was directly over the mother's room. Then, I can never remember which room it was in, but they decided to move a bedside table from one side of the bed to the other. They were each holding a side with my mom walking backwards. Then, all of a sudden my mom said she felt hands on her back think like you're walking backwards and someone puts their hand up as a way to say watch out someone's here oh my god she stopped moving and started apologizing to my grandmother for bumping into her my grandmother said that she saw the color drain from my mom's face when she realized that my grandmother was standing right in front of her and not behind her oh my god we obviously got creeped out by this and when my mom told us that the family has Austrian heritage I decided to type one of those texts that I had gotten multiple times into Google. I should not have done this as I was met with a thousand of results. Whoa. Trigger warning for concentration camps discussion. I should not have done this as I was met with thousands of results that showed me the word was in fact a concentration camp in Austria during World War II. Oh my God. Holy shit. It was not like my mom was accidentally just typing this into her pocket because it took some effort to unlock those phones. Someone wanted us to know that it was there. On the second day, I begged to go with them because I'm a dumb little bitch that lives for spooky shit. (laughs) I was exploring the house and nothing weird happened, but I felt just a feeling of sadness and betrayal in the house. I don't know how to describe it. Once I got upstairs, I asked them what they were talking about with the temperature because it was ridiculously hot. Everyone chose to ignore that. My last stop was the spawn of Satan's room and I felt sick being in there. But I noticed something carved into the corner of the bedside table. It was all these weird symbols that I couldn't make sense of. The rest of the day went normal and it was just this crazy little story that we told for a few years until the Dr. Phil special came out. I was in college at this point and I had forgotten all about the symbols until Philly showed pictures of the sledgehammer and started talking about it. Well, when the two boys were young, they had created their own little language. I don't care who you are, that's a red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Twins do that often. Twins do that, yeah. The younger brother had carved part of his language into the same sledgehammer before he used it. In that moment, everything came back to me. It was the same thing that was carved into the furniture. He told us that it was translated to the word requiem. 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 For those of you that don't know what that means, Webster's tells us that it means a mass for the repose of the souls of the dead. Oh, shit. So yeah, that's all that happened there. I know it's long. I'm so sorry. But if you want some sweet heartwarming things that have happened to my family and I, let me know. Yes, we want to hear it. Also, want to go to Brother Wolf soon. <laughs> let a bitch know. Love you, Caroline. <laughs> oh my God, Caroline. Yeah, let's go get espresso martinis right now, actually, because what the hell? I have so many unanswered questions. Yeah. So the symbols, so the text, though, you're sure was translated Google Translate to an Austrian word and not something that could relate to what the boy's language was. Because mm, it would have been based off, like if the mother was Austrian, then their like little secret language would probably still be based in a that language. Bit. Yeah. But also, I guess the boys are, the only one who passed was the mother. So then the brother the is boys- probably who translated what it meant on the sledgehammer. Right. Fuck. So do we think that this was like someone who their mother crossed paths with 
or a spirit that had attached onto their mother and had possessed this little boy because no. he was so like soulless and like maybe the mom was like warning them or like trying to show that tell them something because i don't feel like this has like anything to do with like austrian other than like his own obsession you think the mother was telling who the parents? like the text messages you think that was the mother spirit yeah i think that was the mother spirit maybe she was trying to explain like what but spirits can't like think like that you know what i mean so like maybe she's trying to explain it as they're like what the hell like he's getting the text messages because you know the mom and the grandma are walking around like what the hell do they have all these plague doctor masks for yeah. you know and then she says like where they're from Right. Because there were multiple text messages that were sent out. That was just one example. So we have no idea what the what other one said. Was. And if the other one's even translated to anything. Because then what if it wasn't really that concentration camp that was being focused on? What if instead it was this like secret language that they had derived, which was a mix of English and Austrian mm -hmm. and pig Latin, who knows? Yeah. To create their little secret language. And so that whatever word this meant to them actually translated to something different. So if that was the case, then I think like then there would be like a a demonic spirit involved but but had some sort of tie with concentration camps yeah in the austrian language yeah maybe he just like was obsessed with like hearing a story that his mom told and he started reading up on someone and accidentally called forth something yeah maybe just from There's like so many so many doing here. dark research or something i need to i need to learn more about this case before i even, i want to cover it yeah, yeah i definitely want to cover i don't it. even think i've ever heard of I'm, it you know the only thing that made me recognize it was the left his brother in the house and tried to burn down the house i remember hearing a case like that but that could have been anything right. and it's no probably idea. one of those dr phil episodes where we came in and we missed the first half where we caught on yep. in the middle and then they were like this coming up soon and then they and never then we had show to go it. to cheer practice yeah exactly <laughs> story of my life there was no replays there was. all right thank you caroline thank you so much caroline let's go get espresso teenies the next one we have is from kendall and the title is what scratched her hi ladies my name is kendall feel free to use my name and i started listening to you guys a little over a year ago and i have been hooked ever since listening to my spooky besties is the only way that i am able to actually deal with my commute to work every week I love hearing everyone's creepy accounts because I've always felt like a freak growing up having strange things happen to me and always having people not believe me. So I figured it was time to send in one of my own. The women in my family have always been very susceptible to the paranormal spiritual world. So I have plenty of stories, but I do have one that I think sticks out as the craziest thing that has ever happened to me and my mom. Okay. I'm sorry if it's a bit long. I try to keep it as short as possible, but there was just so much that went on. P.S. I'm also an awful writer, so I'm sorry in advance. I'm excited for this. Here we go. So growing up in Texas, we were constantly going to San Antonio for vacations, but had never really done any of the spooky things that they have going on. But one weekend, we were there for a cheer competition, slay, slay. and decided to go on a few ghost tours while we were there. The first one we went on, nothing really happened. And so I wasn't super optimistic, but we decided to go ahead and go on another one the next day. There was a group of probably about 20 of us, including a few of my friends, my mom, my dad, my little brother, and me with a few strangers. All throughout the tour, we kept having really weird and unexplainable things happen to us. For instance, they would tell us that somebody was murdered in a specific hotel, and we would try and take pictures of the outside of the hotel with our phones and cameras, which had brand new batteries. But the phone and camera battery would drain right before our eyes. My mom is definitely an overpacker, but it came in handy because she happened to have a bunch of extra batteries. Moms are amazing. Yeah. How do they even know? I just shit? don't know if I'll be like that. No, I don't know. That. I'm going to be, be like, be extra like... batteries, go to fucking Walgreens. They're like, I'm five. I'm like, walk. 
I'm gonna be like, why the fuck would we why, need batteries? Why would I pack extra fucking batteries? What do you got that needs batteries? But my mom would have it and your mom would too. Yeah, no, yeah. All right. Wait, I lost my spot. So her mom has extra batteries and they kept putting the new batteries in the camera, but no matter what they did, the cameras would not stay charged and we've never had this issue before. We kept going on about the tour and things just got weirder and weirder as we went. They took us to this wall and told us a story about the wall and why it was significant. I'll come back to that later. At this point, it was super late. So my mom kind of strayed away from the group and she was leaning against this wall that they were talking about and had her back up to it. Keep that in mind. It'll come back up later. The next stop they took us on the tour was a gravesite. While everybody else kept walking after visiting the gravesite, me and my mom had stayed in the back of the group and were the last two people. I started walking away from her, but I just got this gut feeling that I needed to turn around. And as I turn around, I see my mom fly forward. It had looked like somebody had just shoved her with all of their force, but there was nobody there. She was so convinced that she was pushed that she jumped up and threw her hand around like she was about to punch somebody. But again, there was nobody there. She tried to just chalk it up to the fact that maybe she had tripped on something, but I watched it happen and there was absolutely no way she tripped on anything that she was shoved. As the tour was ending, me and my mom decided that we were going to go to the bathroom before heading back to our hotel. And she mentioned that she feels like her back is burning. Hint, hint. Remember that wall we were talking about a second ago? Shit. Well, we lift up the back of her shirt and I immediately felt so sick to my stomach. All you saw on her back were three claw marks. Yeah, you read that right. Claw marks going from the top to the bottom of her back. Not enough to draw blood, but just enough to where it was raised up and you could tell it was a scratch. We started trying to figure out what was going on, trying to figure out what she could have possibly scratched herself on because she knew she didn't do it to herself. She was also wearing a thick coat since it was cold outside. All of a sudden, I remembered that she was leaning up against that wall in the story behind the wall was that they used this wall to bury people alive and they tried to crawl their way out of the cement while dying. Oh, Oh, sorry. And they tried to crawl their way out as the cement was drying. At first, we thought this was just a coincidence and kept going on about our night. But as we got back to our hotel and got out of the car to start heading up to our room, my mom screamed and arched her back and was telling me that her back was burning again. So we lift up her shirt again and there's three more scratches, but this time going from left to right, forming a cross with the previous scratches. We still aren't 100% sure what was going on that night or why my mom was being targeted specifically, but it's safe to say we've been skeptical about going on any more ghost tours. That's all for this story, but let me know if you guys want to hear any other things that me or my family have experienced. Thank you for all the hard work you guys do. Love ya. Kendall. Love you, Kendall. What the fuck? What the fuck? The cross. I wonder, I do wonder if when she was pushed, that was really the first scratch and yeah. no one knew because it didn't burn until you until were at the after. end of the tour there. Yeah. Holy fuck. I'm sick. No, like, that one's That's sick. That one's demonic. That's demonic. That's demonic. So has your the mom. The three and the crosses. So then now there's six cross, there's six scratches total on the back. Yeah. And it's in a cross formation. Well, there's that. No. It's a no for me. Is your mom okay? Has anything else happened to her since? Does she need to call Susan? Probably. Wow. Yeah, she needs to call Susan right now. That's crazy. Thank you, Kendall. Thank you so much for sending that in. Okay, so the last one we have is from Lexi using she, her pronouns. And the title is The Little Ghost That Saved My Dad. I'm excited for this one. Me too. Hi there, besties. My name is Lexi. I'm also from Tennessee, about three hours from you. A lot of Tennessee people today. It's like the Tennessee day. It is. Tennessee creeps and crimes, creepy accounts. Come see us. (laughs) Come see us. 
I've been listening to you guys since the beginning of season two. Oh my god, <laughs> that's an OG right there. Lex. That's crazy. That's an OG. Welcome right there. to the OG pick. That's list. wild. Um, I've been listening since the beginning of season two, and I seriously love listening to y'all. This is the first time that I've ever told this story to anyone outside of my close family and friends. So bear with me. Every time I tell this story, I get full body chills and I tear up. Here's your warning. Sorry, Taylor. She great. knows. She oh, great. knows. Yeah, I'm gonna cry for sure, huh? To give a little background, this happened to me and my family when I was around five years old. The house that we lived in at the time was built over a small part of the Trail of Tears and the house across the street had a small cemetery in their front yard. What the fuck? Yeah. More like modern cemeteries. They don't bother me as much, but old ones where I'm like, not everyone died here in a good way. Right. In a fair way i'm not even sure that many of these people were dead when they were buried yeah those give me like sick vibes and that's the only type of cemetery that's gonna be in the front of a house for sure then lexi says i know what the fuck (laughs) in my parents defense we didn't find out about the trail of tears information until years after living there which was in part due to the activity in the house and around our property leading my mom to do some research this house was a melting pot of spirits some good and some that felt very dark i sometimes refer to this house as the amityville whore house just because it felt like anything that could go wrong went wrong. And I swear, this house affected my parents' personalities. Fortunately for you, this story involves one of the friendlier spirits that we encountered. I want them all, though. Yeah, okay, Lexi. Next email? You gonna get that? Because I need it. Please. Along with the house came seven acres of land. Oh, okay. Front cemetery? No problem. Thank you. Thanks. I'll take it. We had several horses, so we needed the space for them. Our driveway felt like a mile long because we were so far off the road. My dad is the stereotypical dad that was always outside either bush hogging or mowing. (laughs) (laughs) I swear that our horse fields had lines mowed in them. On this day, my dad was, to no one's surprise, out mowing the yard. He had been mowing for hours and had finally reached the end of our property by the road. While he was mowing, he ran over a tree root. When he hit the root, it jolted him and caused him to fall half halfway off the lawnmower. He fell at just the right angle for the blade to slice his foot right above the ankle, cutting an artery. Lawnmower accidents are seriously the the worst. They're terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I mean by if it could go wrong, this house made it go wrong. I don't know how, but he managed to get himself back onto the lawnmower and back to the house. Wow. Our house was two stories with the basement door facing the road. So that was where he was able to get to the fastest. My two younger brothers and I were playing upstairs in the living room with my mom when we heard him burst through the basement door screaming at the top of his lungs. This is traumatic. I'm so sorry. My mom told me to keep my brothers upstairs while she went to check on him. The next thing I knew, my mom was screaming, Lexi, get down here right now. I ran as fast as I could down the stairs to see my mom sitting on her knees holding my lifeless looking dad in her arms with a pool of blood around them. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. I don't I literally don't I knew you're going to cry. I don't even want to ever imagine this from no. the daughter point of view, but from your mother. Oh. That was the last thing that she wanted to do, but she needed help. She needed help and she needed you. You know, like that is, wow. I froze. She was panicking and crying. Oh my God. 
She said, I need you to do mommy a big favor. Can you sit here with daddy while I go look for something to help him? I don't even remember saying anything. <laughs> oh my God. I knew you. I'm so sorry. That's why I gave you this story. I this just want to let you know. This is just like, like such an, an older sister thing. Like, wow. I'm sorry that you had to go through this. I don't even remember saying anything. I just jumped into action and I took her place. My dad's head was resting on my legs. I had to hold his head and shoulders to keep him up. He was losing so much blood and he was so weak. Before my mom ran upstairs, she told me to keep talking to him because he needed to stay awake. I remember this part so vividly. I looked down at my pale, weak dad in the pool of blood around us and I said, Daddy, oh, fuck. please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't die. The next thing I know, my mom is running back down the stairs with a hand towel in her hands. When she got back over to us, she had the most shocking look on her face. While she was upstairs looking for a tourniquet, I had somehow managed to find one myself. It was a silk neck scarf. She looked at me and said, honey, where did you get that? She said, I looked up at her and I said, mommy, the little girl gave it to me. She said that it would help my daddy. Wow. You see, my mom was shocked to see that in my hand because she hadn't worn that scarf in years. It had been so long, in fact, that she had just recently put it up in storage. It was the perfect size and material for my mom to tie around my dad's leg to stop the bleeding. After she placed the tourniquet on my dad's leg, she got him into the car and rushed him to the ER. She got to the ER and they told her that if she hadn't have used that tourniquet, then my dad would have died from the blood loss. Wow. I remember 99% of that day. What's crazy to me is that I don't remember seeing the little girl or even finding that neck scarf. One moment I was begging for my daddy not to die and it's like I blinked and my mom was coming back down the stairs and the scarf was just in my hand. I don't know who that little girl was but she saved my dad's life that day. Not only did she save my dad's life that day, but she saved me from so much possible trauma. I don't have many good memories from that house because like I said, it's nicknamed the Amityville Horror House, but I don't think every spirit in there was dark. I think the little girl may have been a child that passed while on the trail of tears. There's no telling what tragedies that poor girl experienced. She may have even witnessed her daddy passing and felt compelled to help me so I didn't have to feel the same pain that she felt. Either way, I thank God every day that my dad is still here with me. I'm sorry for the lengthy story. I've been hyping myself up to send this in for two seasons now. If you like, if you'd like any other stories from the Hell House, let me know. You girls rock, Lexi. What a thank you for sharing Lexi, such a traumatic experience that wow. you encountered. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you for trusting us with that. I'm like mind blown that you took this time, but I I want to thank you for that for taking the time to like write this two seasons later. Mm -hmm. Like it it was supposed to be now. Like we couldn't have. We were supposed to read this to you right now. Right now. Like it, I don't know why. I don't know why or what or. Maybe, maybe we just weren't willing or willing. Maybe we just weren't ready for the case or for your story until then. Mm -hmm. But wow, that's, that's so much. I'm so sorry that that happened. But my God, thank God. I mean, what is I mean, this? What saved, guardian angel is she this? She saved his life. A hundred percent. She 100% saved his life. Like, and the fact that you blocked it out or don't remember it is what really blows my mind. Yeah. That you remember everything so vividly that entire day, but you have no recollection of this little girl. Like she was like. And the fact that you said like, and that's the only way that you could have gotten it. Your mom put it up in storage. And it makes me think of that story that um, 
Christine told us how it was that mm. girl in the future. Yeah. Like it was you in the future that came back. Yeah. And you like knew that you needed to do this. Yeah. And you couldn't obviously meet your future self. So or it was it like your future you. spirit, your spirit that came and you can't meet your own spirit. So that's why you didn't remember. That's why. It. Yeah. You didn't remember it. Just but, probably just showed up. But it was a little girl to her. So right. I wonder if this was like a younger version of you. Like in in the past, like had you taken, like had you seen this happen like as a child mm -hmm. when you were younger? So before yeah. and then you like crossed time paths or realms. Like dreams. Like, like um, not um, dimensions. Like you went interdimensional when you were, th let's say, three years old. Maybe your mom was wearing the scarf that day because she had, that's when she wore it a lot. Right. And you're holding it in your hand walking across and in reality when you were three years old doing this you just kind of dropped it and handed it over yeah. and then you walked away and like you didn't think anything about it again and then as you're older now and this is happening you're getting this scarf it's just appearing in your hand right. and you're seeing a younger version of you yeah that's why you would call her a little girl and that's why you also don't remember, remember it her face because it was you i don't know that's i don't know i just i because it, it it's your it, mom's it blows my mind that also, your mom had just recently put it in storage, so I wonder if that. I'm assuming that that storage would be in the basement. Yeah. So that scarf would be in the basement. In the so basement. it was like all of these events that had to happen to save your dad's life. Your mom had to put that scarf mm -hmm. away in storage. That was the material that you needed for the tourniquet. That's the length that you needed to tie off of his leg. He had he had just gotten to the edge of the road and he turned around. His straight beeline back was to the downstairs, mm -hmm. and you guys were in the perfect place that you guys could hear him scream when he yeah. did come in. And your, your brothers and you didn't have to see it. And your mom had to yeah. choose you to come and help her because she knew that you would be able to help, would, be helpful. I would like to hear other stories from the house because yeah. I have a feeling that that spirit, Is that little more. girl has done more to protect you than you can, that you yeah. piece together. Or maybe you do know. Um, yeah. But like, I feel like especially because you said that there was a lot of evil there, but there was also good. I feel like that good that you feel is probably that same little girl yeah she's out there protecting you yeah thank you lexi thank you so much lexi i want to hear all of your stories I, thank you so much for sharing that with me i'm sorry if i made you cry because i was crying i knew she cried that's why i gave it to her lexi I, what was weird i was only crying out on my left eye though <laughs> that's the only one that's wet and has tears all down it my right eye's dry <laughs> All Weird. right. Thank you, guys. Love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. See you next Thursday. Merry, merry, merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever you celebrate, don't celebrate. I hope you have a great end of the year. And next week will be the last episode of 2023. Woo! Wow. That's crazy. What day is it? I gotta go. Love, Love you. Bye. bye.